When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHNX Suns VIP Lounge brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Where's the energy, people? Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. There you go, Liz. The Phoenix Suns got a W. Let's go. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, Luca. We have an announcement about to drop a fucking merch shirt. Maybe we'll see if we get approved. I don't know if we'll get it approved, but check this out. Check this out. Let's go. Suck it, Luca. Oh my God. I'm sorry if anybody's listening to this with the AirPods on. Oh, they understand. Um, you feeling it too? If maybe you're we should put like a disclaimer that. on the title of the show. The, the for disclaimer audio is the Suns made a massive comeback and we're freaking excited. There's your disclaimer. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. Obviously, first and foremost, the Suns beat the Mavs 107 105. And it was in really exciting fashion. It didn't it look had like us it at on first. our toes. <laughs> no. It should look like a funeral at it first. Did. So I was like, oh, this but is. But we're going to talk about the positives first. Of course. And then we'll get into the negatives. And we're going to start by what you guys think the key to this turnaround was. Well, honestly, it, 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 listen, even though we won, and I love the fact that we won, it's still the first games of the season Mm -hmm. and we saw a lot of upsets today we saw a lot of games that we did not expect uh to go a certain way go a certain way and the suns looked like that in the first half and then the energy picked up they they kind of they made some adjustments that were very very key and we'll get to that in a second and just overall execution they just looked a lot more crisp they looked a lot more assertive they looked like they looked a lot more sure of what they were doing on the court as opposed to basically the previous 10 quarters. The key to me in this game was DA plays seven minutes in the first half because he gets three quick fouls, a couple, or at least one of which wasn't his fault. Uh, and then in the second half, he only winds up getting one foul and he plays, uh, plays 23 minutes in that second half, plays well, helps get those boards, finishes with a double double. That's the big difference to me in this second half. He was a stabilizing force for them on both ends of the court. And 
I loved what I saw. And then, look, the bench in that first half was abysmal like we thought they yeah. were going to be. But they had some key players show up in uh, in that fourth quarter mm-hmm. that, that played a massive role in, in this game. And, of course, we're talking very specifically about Damian Lee, who is our draft king, king of the game. Because Damian Lee yes, at the game-winning basket – you were yelling him out right after that bucket to get up on Luca the whole time. Yes. You were screaming at him. <laughs> they don't have a timeout. Yeah, Thankfully, was, Luca missed that shot. Yeah, I mean, nobody needed that. But we've seen him make those before. And I was like, oh, my God, somebody get on him as soon as he crosses <laughs> half court. Uh, but Damian Lee, not only the game-winning basket, but the two huge huge threes yes to keep the suns in it and really extend leads oh man i listen damian lee looked like he did not look good in the first half i was like dude this guy does not belong out here what is he doing um but man he really showed up in the second half and again it's all a part about uh, about growth about developing about adjusting and getting back into the flow of things look i, I feel like uh, his brother-in-law Steph Curry said, young grasshopper, this is the way you're going to wind up uh, winning a game one day. (laughs) And he did his best impression of Steph down the stretch. The threes, the turnaround jumper. Overall, it was was fantastic from Damian Lee. Welcome to the Valley. We all know now how to spell your name. It's not I-E-N. It's I-O-N because you were on tonight, all right? (laughs) So Damian Lee played 20 minutes tonight. He finished with 11 points. He was two of eight from the field, three of five from deep, which that is something that I think is really interesting to kind of point out. And we'll talk more about the three point shooting later on. But outside of him and Cam Johnson, we really didn't get very many three point buckets from anybody else on this team. Book had one campaign had one and that's it outside of Cam Johnson and Damian. But again, when you're playing a team like the Mavs, like we all know that the Suns have been very methodical and very much a mid-range team with Book yes. and CP3, okay? And what the Mavs have done as they exploit you because they shoot so many threes. And when they start hitting them and it, and it catches fire, they are one of the hardest teams to beat in the league. And that's what happened in the first half. They were hitting those threes. But in the second half, outside of Christian Wood, they weren't hitting. They weren't hitting anywhere. And so they allowed the the Suns to come back. Um, listen, to go back to the bench real quick about Damian Lee, and you know, I thought Jock gave some solid minutes. Mm-hmm. There's a little adjustment, of course, there, but I thought, listen, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made on that bench, and I don't think any one of us can doubt that. When you see that bench, you're like, shit, they need a piece. They need a piece bad. Um, Jay Crowder better better be leveraged to get that piece, but. Um, I think they do have enough if they can stagger those minutes to be able to get the job done. I don't, I still have plenty of questions about the bench, but Damien Lee, Jock Landell, and I know there's a lot of campaign hate out there still, but I thought he played down good the stretch. I thought he played good tonight. He did what he needed to. Yep. I mean, Chris Paul was not in there in crunch time because campaign was there. When they when they needed him defensively, campaign was better than Chris Paul tonight. That's like, all you needed from him tonight. And and look, I, <clears throat> yes, there's there's still improvements they need to make there, but they did what was necessary when it was necessary tonight, and that's all you can ask for. Especially coming back from being down as much as you were uh, to this Mavericks team, they showed heart. 
and they showed hustle. And that's a big key uh, for, for a second unit as well. You know, the problem is going to be Cam Johnson. That's okay. going to be a problem. If he gets hurt, and he's in, and already in game one, he was a little banged up and he was cramping up or whatever, that puts way more pressure and emphasis on the bench because you can't stagger your lineup the way you want to. And if Chris Paul is really on the downward slide of his career, um, I mean, Chris Paul didn't play in the fourth quarter. He didn't play in the last five minutes of the game. That, to me, is a significant you know, uh, kind of turning point here in this franchise and with, with Monty. Again, like I'm not trying to hit the panic button, but these things trickle down and affects the rest of the team. And when you don't have a strong bench, this is when it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah, but some of this is Monty is notorious for riding the hot hand, right? So I wouldn't read too much into he didn't play Chris Paul tonight down the, the stretch. The campaign was because- hot. But the but the unit was yeah they made the move so right? don't screw so don't up. don't go away from it because they helped close the gap and take the lead there in the fourth so I'm not I'm not going hey Monty's finally figured out how to how to control Chris Paul's minutes uh, tonight's going to be the exception not the rule I have a feeling so you don't think there's anything that we should be reading into as far as Chris Paul not being in, I, in those final I, minutes I do he doesn't. Okay. Ask me on Friday. <laughs> when there, if there's a pattern, then yes. If it's one game, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read. Chris Paul did not look good tonight. No, no, he didn't look good at all. And you, I, we, and he turned the ball over at pretty high. Cl- you can't. Nobody out there can sit there and tell me that Chris Paul in this game didn't look like Chris Paul in no. Game Seven. Oh yeah, he didn't he look the, like the Chris he, Paul we knew. He looked like six. the exact same player as Game Seven. Six yeah. points, one of six from the field, zero of two. From three, three personal fouls, and where's his turnover number here? And two, uh, and three turnovers tonight, nine assists. That's not, that's not elite, Chris Paul, and that's not going to be good enough to get it done on most nights. Like it, it's just, it's not going to, not going to work. You're right. It's very much what we saw at the end of the playoffs, and we thought, oh. Maybe it's that COVID it? or the the the, the quad, bruise, the or whatever, quad yeah. you know, any of that. Maybe it's not. But at, to, to, to his defense, last year at the beginning of the season, I was questioning whether or yeah. not he was washed he too. Slow. He started slow. Yeah. So we'll, we'll give him some time. Uh, Monty's going to give him time. Like, obviously, there's no there's no need to make a, a, yep. a move. He gave campaign time last year. He'll give Chris Paul time. Yeah. If, there, if there's anybody that deserves to have a little bit of time given to them to find a groove, I think it would be Chris sure, Paul in sure, this particular sure. situation on this team. Absolutely. Especially if you're willing to give it to other players. There were only four players in this game with a, pl- a positive plus minus. You want to guess who? DA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker. Yes. Um, Mikhail. Yes. And, and the fourth is? Damian Lee. No. Campaign at a I was going to say campaign too. Damn it! Fuck. So again, ride the hot hand. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we have a couple super chats that I want to bring up. First one from Icon. Thank you for your super chat. Said, "How is Cam Johnson a problem?" Gerald says he's not injury prone. <laughs> uh, you guys well, can ask Gerald that when he shows up. When Gerald shows up, we will talk to him about Cam Johnson and but again, apparently the. Uh, what was it? Calf spasms? 
Yeah, again, leg cramps, cramps. Sorry, leg cramps. Cramps. It's not that. That's just so much an injury as a inconvenience. Right. But, He's inconvenience but, prone. But it's an yeah. but an inconvenience <laughs> yes. is yes. A million percent a yes. Yeah. Cramps. I, always. He's inconvenience prone. Yeah. Yep. And then another super chat from Icon. Thank you again. CP3 equals Russell Wilson. Ooh, Do you agree ooh. or not? It's way too early in the season for that. Um, let's get to game six and see if they're two and four. Then we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, we also had a super chat from earlier today that we didn't get a chance to we talk did. about. We did. I'm saving it for later. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> but I did want to talk a little bit more about DeAndre and because he didn't come back in this game until basically the third quarter, right? Yeah. And. I'll be honest with you guys. We didn't watch any halftime coverage because we decided to go get ice cream because after that first half of basketball, we deserved a little treat. We needed something to make ourselves feel better. Our friend Giselle told us in the Discord that Stephen A. Smith said at the break that DeAndre Ayton seemed like he doesn't want to play. I also saw this a lot on Twitter, so I don't know exactly what he said, but all I'm going to say is, bro... He had three fouls. It wasn't his fault. It was between the refs and Monty who kept him out of this game. And when he came back in, he balled out. He had all the energy. Like, why? Why will, are we doing this? I will not stand for this. I will not. <laughs> I will not. Listen, he had a, a play in the first half where he thought he blocked Christian Wood clean and they called a foul on him. And you could see he was pissed. He flexed. He was talking shit. He was into the game. He gets his third foul because Damian Lee doesn't understand how to set up a motherfucking pick. And so he rushes rushes to go through the pick and roll, and DA couldn't completely get set up in position, and that's why he got the third foul and he had to sit down. DA was locked in tonight. He was ready to go. He was active. He's playing his, he's playing his game. He was the same old DA we know and love. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite frankly, Stephen A. Smith, I don't give a shit what you think, right? Did you see what D.A. did early to uh, to JaVale McGee on that spin move and dunked on him? That's that what he pretty. did to Stephen A. Smith in the second half. DeAndre Ayton wanted to be there, and he's why they came back tonight. So enjoy screaming tomorrow morning, I, Stephen A. D.A. got the last line. I am not here to hear national media peeps come in with their five seconds of fucking fame and sit there and try to tell us how our fucking team acts on a day-to-day basis. You can go fuck off with that shit because they don't know. They don't watch these guys every single day. They might hear rumors or they might hear people talk about this or talk about that or whatever. But the truth is when you see on, what you see on the court is what it is. And D.A. plays hard. Mm-hmm. He does play hard. He's come a long way, and I know everybody remembers the days where he was huffing and puffing and could barely catch his breath in the first half or the second half, always catching his wind, always bent over, holding on to his shorts. He's starting to get away from that now. He's starting to develop into the person that we think he is, and tonight he played a huge role in this win. Not only that, but, like, there were a couple – we've seen this from D.A. before, but it just seems like D.A. had – I don't know if it was more reserved, like puffing up of his chest during situations, but I kind of felt like it was more aggressive. I feel. Does that make sense? I feel like um, just watching him, I feel like he's in his head. He's telling himself, this is what I do. This is what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do. This is not outside of the ordinary. So when he gets a bucket, it's business as usual now, instead of like, you know, maybe just making it feel like it's bigger than that as what what he did as a rookie and stuff. So I feel like he's he's maturing. 
he's maturing. And I feel like this this whole offseason was a whole, you know, process in maturation and having to deal with a little bit of adversity. And and listen, man, this guy's gone through a lot of bullshit. Um, and some of it is is of our own doing. Um, pick, you know, basically picking on him uh, for not being as good as Luca. But I'm telling you, he's one of the best big men in the NBA. He's actually coming into his own. And I think tonight's a night when everything was going against us. He showed up. He did his role. He, he, he played his part and he played it at a very, very high level and at a level that not very many other big men could play at. And he dunked the ball. So take that, <laughs> everybody that complained about it. This is very and, true. And the Suns were looking for him. This time after true. time, when Booker was getting those flash double teams and they kicked it to the wing, if the guy didn't have a wide open shot, they looked for DA down low in the post. That's an adjustment Monty made. <laughs> the whole second half was yes. an adjustment Monty made. Yes. Congratulations. Well, let's get into that a little bit more because there's sometimes, I, sometimes it's just a small thing. Can I drink my four piece? Sure. Let's do that first. Y'all yes, want to crack please. open your four love, beers before we continue? I cracked mine open already. What are you guys drinking tonight? What's the drink uh, of choice from Pumpkin four Porter. Piece? Pumpkin if, if Porter. If we had a DA spicy ale, I'd be drinking the shit out I of that, mean, too. I mean, it is October. Cheers. It's chilly outside, you guys. It's perfect mm. weather to have a pumpkin porter during a Suns game, after a Suns game, quite literally any time mm. that you're not driving anywhere. Jesus, <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you making love to that thing over there? Yeah, better. It's only around for a limited <laughs> time only, so I better true. enjoy it. It's true. better enjoy it. Also, a quick noise. reminder, this upcoming Wednesday, all of our shows are going to be live at Four Peaks for our monthly Next Wednesday, Wednesday, come join us. It's going to happen at their uh, Four Peaks 8th Street Pub, <laughs> and you can enjoy $3 Kilt Lifter and Wow Wheat Pints when you mention you are there with PHNX. Just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Also, Espo, <sighs> what now? hold on to your horses. Uh-oh. I'm going to give you a single flower because on an, our fantasy show here at PHNX, you made the right call on Underdog Fantasy this week. I hit that I hit Tell that us what you did. On Devin Booker, it was 33 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That's easy. Oh, I know. I said it was a no-brainer, and it was, and I made some money off of it. Thank you, D-Book. But sometimes, sometimes no-brainers, you just overthink them. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to be like, it's okay to just put a few dollars on this easy thing here and then win some money. And if you guys have not checked out the Underdog Fantasy app, highly recommend. Uh, You can search in the App Store or click the link in the show notes. Just make sure you sign up using the promo code PHNX, because when you use that promo code, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX, to get in on the action today. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is super fun with friends. Yes. Just putting that one out there. If you can get all of your friends who you like to talk about sports with, everyone in the Discord here, everyone in the chat here, to hang out on Underdog Fantasy and do some fun things before Suns games, you're going to enjoy it even more. Okay, so back to those adjustments. Yes, yes. Because sometimes it's all about the little things, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be a major, huge, crazy adjustment. It could just be something so simple. And there's something that you were talking about basically the entire second half. Tell us what the Suns did to kind of stop or put a pump on a break 
for their Luca problem. Yeah. So what the Mavs have been doing to Devin Booker, finally the Suns started doing to to, to Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but in a different way, right? So what the Mavs like to do is, is they like to flash doubles at, at, at or like, they like to send a second guy at Devin Booker, usually around the half-court area. They want him to get as far away from the three-point line as possible so that way he can try to do a step back and, and shoot, right? With Luka, the, the Suns are allowing him to get into pick and roll and choosing their spots and when they send that second person. But the problem was in the past when they did try to send that second person uh, – the Suns' rotations were not very good. They weren't very crisp. You got to – if you're one of the other three that are not in that double team, you have to play with your head on a swivel, and you have to play like your hair is on fire. Like you got to get to those open guys and allow other guys the time to re- recover. Um, and that's what the Suns did really, really well in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter when you could tell Luka was trying to get his. Um, they just flashed those double teams, and it wasn't every single time down the court. That's the thing – with Luca, if you are predictable, he will find a way to, to beat you every single time. He's too good of a player. Um, but the Suns took their time. Sometimes they let him go through pick and roll. Sometimes they let him go through pick and roll, and then they double. Sometimes they send the double before he got into the pick and roll. They mixed it up, and uh, that was uh, very much a key to the game. And they weren't over-aggressive on it, no, right? No, no. Because that's another way that Luca will burn you is if you're over-aggressive on that uh, on that double and they did it really well but we were sitting there in the first half going it looks as if Monty learned absolutely nothing yeah, yeah. Uh, from the back half of that series because they were approaching the defense the same way I mean we saw multiple times that Jacques Landell wound up one-on-one on uh, mm-hmm. on Luca because the Mavs were were picking their spots and when they weren't double teaming they were getting that mismatch. It was a great adjustment in the second half. They did it to perfection, and it it totally threw Luca off yeah. his game. And and I think in part that's why he missed that final shot as well because he was he was just off. Uh, listen, Luca is one, obviously I'm going to say state the obvious. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, he, to me, he's he, after watching him in the playoffs last year, watching him even tonight, I'm like Jesus. This guy's a top five player. He just is. And he was the best player on the court tonight. There's no stopping Luca one-on-one. There just is not. Mm-hmm. Mikhail tried. DA tried. Jock tried. Devin tried. Nobody on that team could stop him one-on-one. That's why you have to mix up your coverages. You have to be a very savvy defensive team in order to slow him down and make him not as effective um, as he can be. And that's exactly what the Suns did in the second half. The first half, he was torching their ass and you could see the frustration late in that game because luca chucked that ball and got a technical right because he was so frustrated by what they were doing to him major credit to monty and the staff for making that you know and also okay calm down there mark jones and freaking uh what's the other guy i forgot uh mark jackson sitting there just oh this guy loves the game look he's smiling he's having so much fun well yeah i'd be smiling too motherfucker if i was up by 20 points chill with that chill with that luke is fun to watch he has fun out there that's cool but you see what happens at the end of games when things are not going his way he goes to a salty place Mm -hmm. he's just like every other player in the league he's not above and beyond and his his demeanor isn't like some otherworldly kind of place he's a normal dude so chill yeah i mean wasn't luca's quote and i think josh actually just put this in in the chat too uh 
everyone's tough when they're up 2-0. Well, That's everybody's true. tough when they're up 22. But when you get smacked in the face in the third and the fourth, you lose your cool a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I also think, okay, so Brian in the chat asked me, he said, or us, he said, is it is it just me or does Luca get every call? Yes. I do think Luca gets a little bit of special treatment. I also wonder, like, sometimes, I don't know if it's just because I pay more attention to Devin because I watch every single game he plays mm. and Luca, I don't watch every single game. Sometimes it seems like when Luca talks to a ref, they're paying a little bit more attention to him than they do when Devin talks to him. Listen, official. it's just like anybody else in the world. If you talk to him nice, you try to get them to empathize with you, you're going to get a lot more leeway than if you're just constantly bitching at the guys all the time and you're always like, come on, man, make that call. Make that call. Make that call. Like, dude, shut the fuck up and get away from me. And I think that's what the, that's that's what Devin has to learn. He has to learn how to talk to the refs. He always wants to yell at the refs. You got to talk to them. They're people. Maybe Luke, make a few jokes on the way out. Right? Too. Luca you know? is, is Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. <laughs> like he's always trying to convince them on his side. Like, hey, hey, hey. You know, trying to give him the little buddy, buddy thing. And yeah, eventually it becomes annoying. But it, it's not as annoying as getting yelled at directly like Book does to this him. Is I'm facts. sure. All right, a couple more positives from tonight's game. First, all the great super chats that we have received. Thank you. Isaiah, thank you for your super chat. Isaiah sent us a super chat of a sticker of a dancing pair with the word cool over oh, nice. it. So thank you for that one. Thank you. Philip sent us a super chat that said CP3 is fine. Glad they got the win. Prediction for Saul is that Shamit will help this year. Got to get up for work in three and a half hours. Go, sons. Good night. Good Thanks, night. Philip. Good night, Philip. Uh, <laughs> Have fun at work tomorrow morning. Hopefully that three and a half hours at least also, does you a little bit of justice. I thought I was like reverse cursing us by picking the Suns by one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should have said by 20. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you should have. Also, shout out to Patrick for the super chat in the pregame show. Right as we were saying goodbye, we got it, but we saved it for the postgame show. Patrick said, Best thing about this season is that PHNX has returned and it's bigger and better than ever. Waiting on Jock Merch. Let's go, baby. Thank you for your super chat, Patrick. That means a lot. Um, yes, hopefully everything is going to be bigger and better this year. Uh, we've got a lot of fun things in store for everyone, including a takeover at the yes. Suns Arena. Come hang out with us. Come watch a game with us. All the information is in our Discord. This is going to be so much fun. Media page. It's happening November 4th at 5 p.m. against the uh, Trailblazers. So check that out. It gets you a ticket, two free beers, a buffet, and there's going to be giveaways. And we all get to hang out with a bunch of great Suns fans. So get your tickets soon. Speaking of bigger and better, did you see somebody had a shirt on courtside? Yeah, yes. that was another positive Amazing. from tonight's game for sure. Every time they cut to, to the free throw line in the second half for the Suns, you could see our purple Western font. PHNX uh, shirt there. And if you want to pick that up, it's on sale right now. I believe is it? $20, $0.23, nice. all sun shirts till the 27th, I believe it is. Yep. So you got a week. So get out there, pick up your merch, uh, and, and let's rock it. Let's make this the best year yet. Also, one more positive. Speaking of merch, these jerseys looked pretty dope on the court, you guys. Yeah. I know yeah. that there was a little bit of hesitation when we saw them at first. So there were some people who were – 
just not sure about how they felt about him. They yeah. looked really good out there today. I, you know me, I have brain aneurysms about this this jersey stuff. We actually saw the Nike purple shirt that I lost my mm-hmm. crap about. We saw it. And it looked just as bad as we thought it did. It's real, and it is not spectacular. No. But these jerseys tonight, I I really liked them. The front looked clean. But for the first time in the history of me looking at uniforms, I think I actually like the back of a uniform more than I like the front. And that's saying something. It's a pretty jersey out there. I could do without the the PHX. It's missing the N. But overall, I I give it a... (laughs) I give it a, a, an eight espos out of ten. Okay. I mean, I guess I'll take that. I don't know. What do you think, Saul? Did you like them? Yeah, I loved them. Did like, you ever have an issue with them in the first place? No, no. I didn't I, think so. And if I did, I would not. I probably would not have gone on for more than two seconds about it. Also, I'm not gonna. Let's not make this a whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, espo. I know you guys not already okay. talked about the turquoise jerseys mm-hmm. on Friday or mm-hmm. Thursday, whatever it was last week. Mm-hmm. I just want to go on record and say, I think I really like them. And I, I think d- they're going to look really good. They're lazy. That's all I'm Why saying. are you trying That's to start shit? They're right lazy. Now, I'm bought on the color. <laughs> I wish the logo that was uh, that's on the bottom corner of it was on the center. That's all I'll say. Okay. It's a celebration day today. Okay. Let's okay, not okay, bring okay. up that. We got one more super chat from Kyle. Kyle, thank you for your super chat. They said, Oh, oh I want, no, 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 no. I want to say this. Okay, go ahead. All right, Damian Lee, you crazy son of a bitch, you did it! <laughs> is, is, that's, a, that's a Vince Vaughn thing. It is. Yes. You want to try it? Why do I? What do I, I, I got? I don't know. Maybe you, okay, maybe well, you have d- a Vince Vaughn voice. Damian Lee, you crazy son of a bitch, you did it! <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. I'm glad you understood that because I didn't realize it was Yeah, a you were just going to say it. I was like, no, 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 no. this sorry. guy deserves more I, than that. That one went right over my head. Apologies. Okay, Final positive from tonight. I'm just going to throw a little shade. So, so I know we almost lost. Almost lost. But we got the W. We're going But even here, if we, we did get the W, it could have been worse, right? We could have be our friends over at DNVR. Oh. Talking about, if only they had Jamal. Oh, really oh wait, they did. Oh, poor babies. <laughs> <laughs> Poor babies. They, Sorry. Remember when? They, remember? Shade. Remember when we lost and they danced on our graves? Yes. yes. Hmm. Ha! <laughs> Every motherfucking time <laughs> you lose, we will mention it on this show. We will. Way we to will. kill the jazz's tank. You know, Way to go, guys. <laughs> it's just really funny because, um, like, I feel like our fan bases. Sons and uh, DMVR, uh, Sons and Nuggets, just mm-hmm. the team fan bases, had a little bit of like low key rivalry going on amongst themselves. And this enhanced And it. this has made yes. it 10 times worse. A million percent. Because now we are 100% on board, which is all the trash talking towards our friends over at DMVR. Listen. It's all love at the end of the day. But when basketball season is in full swing, mm-hmm. sorry. A million, sorry. Like, listen, we. Those guys and what they have done with that Nuggets crew and that fan base, it, it's it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, and they they have built something spectacular over here, which we're trying to replicate over here. However, comma, <laughs> if you come for the big dog, you better fucking not miss. <laughs> and you motherfuckers missed. <laughs> hey, I'll say this: they did accomplish something amazing tonight. What's that? They actually made me like Utah. 
Nah, nah, I'm never going there. <laughs> Not that close. Never going there. That might be a little too much. I do love. Well. I do I'll love those guys though. They I are, do they're think good, that one they're great might peeps. be a little bit too much. You know what? We should do. Listen, I know it's Denver, it's chill over there, whatever, but it's just not the same. I think that we need to, when they come out here, hook them up with some OGs. Because I just don't think they have anybody on the same level as our friends over at OGs. And OGs just did something that is a total game changer. They just launched their brand new sleep edition wait, gummy, and you won't want to sleep wait, on these. Wait, if you're going to Salt Lake City and you need to fucking sleep because you got to go to bed at 8, 8 p.m., Take an OGs. <laughs> Let's go. I was talking about our friends at DMVR. Yeah, well, I know, you know, same thing. Same thing. That does work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nope. I'm not even going to say it out loud. Because I'm going to get in trouble again for doing things that I'm not supposed to do during ad reads. So Tied back to those sleep to edition like. gummies. Uh, they are a two to one THC CBN ratio gummy. And CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And this sleep edition gummy is also in their new Aquaberry flavor, which is quite delicious. So we highly recommend you check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at OGsBrands, and you can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Did somebody slip those to the Mavs at halftime, the new sleep gummies? I mean, <laughs> maybe. OGs with the assist tonight? No. We're making them a little sleepy a little earlier. Okay, we talked about a lot of positives from tonight's game, and mm -hmm. obviously great that we got the W, but we also have to talk about the negatives as well. Unfortunately. We do. Right. Unfortunately, we do, because we have to be a little bit realistic. I know we've already had some uh, friends in the chat who were like, listen, this was glad we got the win, but I'm still not buying it. You know, glad we got the win, but I'm not going to get too high up on my horse because I don't know that we have what we had last year. So obviously the Suns did not look great in the first half. Do you think it was rust or do you think it was the fact that, like you said earlier, the Mavs were just doing what they did in that series and especially in game seven to I the mean, Suns and they just had their number. The Mavs were playing hard. They were playing hard. They were, they were taking it to the Suns. Listen, in the NBA, you have to be the aggressor. And in that first half, the Mavs were the aggressor, and they and that was led by Luca. Like that's just how it was. And in the second half, Christian Wood tried to be the aggressor, um, you know, and, and put the Mavs up by twelve, and even did a little shimmy or whatever. Or the Michael Jordan, like, bro, it's game one of the the season. Calm your ass down. It's not the NBA Finals. Shut up. Um, so, you know, it, 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 I think it was more rust and trying to get back into the flow than it was, uh, you know, just not being good. Okay, Luca bitched and moaned about the Suns and how they acted. Right, he shushed the crowd in the in the first half. Like I had, a, I had my high school football coach who said, "Sometimes you hammer and sometimes you're the nail." The Suns were the nail in the first half. They got they got beat right, and uh, but they figured out what was going wrong, and they're not the first team to have Luca dominate them in a half right and, and they won't be the last and i i was concerned because it looked like they had learned nothing uh from from last year's playoff series but the second half was a, a completely different tune to it and, and they did adjust and that gives me a lot of hope for the rest of the way the bench like we talked about at the beginning is going to be concerned throughout i don't think there's any doubt about that and i think that will continue to be a storyline 
uh, in a lot of games, uh, especially in the first half. In that second quarter, when you when you have to rely on a decent amount of your bench at that point. So I'm not I'm not going to panic about anything I saw in the first half, but I'm not going to get overly excited after after the initial moment like we had about the second half. The real Suns are somewhere probably in the middle of these two until they figure out the bench problems. Uh, I got a question for the chat. Mm-hmm. We had this little debate today about what this really means. And in the game, you heard Mark Jones say, and I quote, oh, Christian is laying the wood to the Suns. <laughs> um, is that a connotation of some sort? Or is that, there? I know it as a football thing. I know it as like you hit somebody, you just laid the wood on them, but... Yeah, it felt like an innuendo, all right? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was an innuendo. I mean, even even Sean DePaz, one of our younger members of the PHNX staff, seemed to feel like that was some kind of uh, reference to the bedroom. Uh, you know, uh, I understood where you were coming from because I had heard it in football. Uh, you know, especially in the old jacked up era, you know, where they where big hits were always celebrated in the NFL. You would hear lay the wood, but it did sound a little off in a basketball game, especially when it was a play on words with the guy's name. <laughs> so, so says Jason's sex. It means sex. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Um, I'm going to go with even Urban Dictionary says it's not. I'm going to go with Brian's um, answer. It's, it's just both. cringe. Yeah, it was cringe. It's just cringe. I mean, there's no doubt it felt cringe. Like, it felt forced. Like, if we have to ask the question, I think you know the answer, right? Eh. No? Eh. I don't did, know. Did I say something wrong in the jacked up era? That used to be a segment on ESPN where they showed hits that caused guys basically to get concussions. Like, you got that reference, right? Uh, was so, it jacked up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, jacked they, up. they shout jacked yeah, but up. Yeah, but they, re, they but they replaced it with um, you got mossed. Yeah, did they? You yeah. got mossed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Eric, we all thought eggplant emoji. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I we mean, did. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, let's talk about three-point shooting. Kind of lack thereof a little bit. Let's yeah, especially in the this. first half. Yeah, because they did finish 8 of 22 from deep, which was just a, f- a little less than what the Mavericks Mavericks finished with um, percentage-wise. So 36.4% from deep for the Suns. Mavs was 40% from deep. But we did not hit our first three-point bucket until pretty much halfway through the second quarter. Yeah. And then it just... I don't know. Outside of Damian Lee's big ones, it just kind of felt like they weren't really in existence tonight. And that's something that we had issues with last season as well. Do you think, I don't know. What's the answer? They're going to need the answer. They're going to need to get a three point (laughs) shooter. Make a move. They got to make, they got to get another three point shooter. It's the same thing that was kind of the kryptonite last year, especially when you're playing against a team like the Mavericks, who, if they get hot, you need somebody else to be able to space out things and be, you know, uh, dominant on the perimeter, and they just don't have that guy. Cam Johnson, I know percentage-wise, he is he he should be as close to that guy as possible. But again, he's just not reliable, in my opinion. And I don't feel like he's he's as um as as consistent when you need him the most. Mm-hmm. Um, then then his his stats would indicate, in my opinion. Two words for you, Landry Shamit. 
Jesus And the rest Christ. of that sentence is, isn't the answer there. You do need to, you do need to get wow. the three points, dude. Uh, I, 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 think wow. you, I think you do. But I also think. My man's taking straight. He didn't even play tonight. Damn. I'm so mad at you. Poor Landry. I, I just. I don't. Is this offense even created to generate that many three pointers and and three point attempts? That's another question I have about it. Like Devin can shoot the three, Cam can shoot the three. Uh, you know, Mikhail has shown a propensity at times, but if you're not, if your offense isn't predicated on that, then you're not going to shoot them. Like that's. It wasn't that they missed a lot. They only took, I believe, five in the first quarter. Like, that's part your offensive system, too. Okay, does it need to change then? Well, we've been saying that. I mean, we talked about that in the offseason, that you got to try to find more three-point attempts. Because even if you're hitting those mid-range shots and your opponent's hitting those threes, the new basketball math teaches you three is more than two, and you're always going to be playing catch-up in those cases. Um, somebody earlier in the chat just asked, did the Suns, uh, Sam M., did the Suns miss Jay Crowder? Um, I will say in some okay. aspects they did, yeah. especially in the first half. Defensively, um, they needed they needed some other matchups for Luka. Um, but I think as the game went on, they, they started to adjust, and they played just fine without him. Uh, I wouldn't say that they don't need somebody like that, but you definitely need to get somebody else on this team to replace him, and that needs to happen soon. Um, speaking of threes, did you guys happen to see – I know this happened like right after the game. We might have already been on the show, but Shane just texted me uh, Steph Curry's reaction to Damian Lee's game oh, winner. Can we see this? Um, send that I'm going to send it to Emma. Send it to me real quick. And then we're going to play it for you guys because I well, just wait, I watched did, it on mute. <laughs> did you <laughs> send it to your Slack? I'm working on it. And it just looks like it's super cute. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, it's like precious. <laughs> well, we, we'll wait for this. It, on the three-point uh, conversation, Devin Booker has to shoot more than one. Yes, He's one for true. one from deep. Like, if you're looking... If you're looking for how to be more effective with your three-pointers, having Devin Booker shoot him is probably a good place to start, right? Mm -hmm. Like We know he's a good three-point shooter. We know we can hit him uh, in big moments. He needs to be shooting more of them than one attempt in a game. And, yes, folks, we are waiting for girth. Yes. He should be here hopefully by the end okay. of the show. So I do have an update for you. Um, I sent Emma that video. We're going to play it next. Gerald just messaged me, said he's about to set up. So what we're going to do Sweet. right quick – we're going to take a break. I'm going to tell you about game time because you really need to know about this website because it can save you up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for procrastinators or if you are overly spontaneous. And the best way to support us here at PHNX is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. There's tickets to games. There's tickets to concerts. Any and every ticketed event you can think of, you can probably find on the Game Time app. So make sure you use it. it. The link is in the description of this show. We will also drop it in the chat later on in the show. Um, and you can find it like in our discords and on our social media and things like that. And if you're having a hard time finding it, just DM or at one of us and we'll send it directly to you. You know what I love is, uh, I don't know who did this from the oh, wait, 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 wait. account. No, no, no. Oh, before he answers, they said, "Oh, damn it! Uh, we need, we need a hundred. 
uh, we need a hundred likes before we give you girth. So we're leaving him in purgatory oh. till you get that hundred likes on the video. Oh. Gerald's just gonna have to stand there. Let's okay, so Gerald's here, but we have eighty six likes right now on this YouTube feed. So unless we get a few more, like stat. Oh, there we go, ninety. Ten more. Yeah, ten, ten more. more. We'll bring Gerald in. We well, promise. Let's play the stuff video while we're all waiting. Okay, let's play that stuff video then. Come on! Yeah, Dave! Stick with it! Stick with it! The kids asleep! I don't care! Stick with it! Woo! What? I'm sorry, I can't. It's crying. I woke him up. There you go! That was cute, right? Sounded like us in here. I love it. Isn't that adorable? I love that. That's a good family support. Okay, you guys did it. You got us to over. Oh. We're at 126 so, likes. So Damn. Look at that. Let's Look let's at that. roll let's roll out that new graphic then too. You get a new Welcome, Welcome to, to Girth. Hello, Girthlings. Let's Gerald, are you there? I'm here. Wow, you guys had the graphic ready. You're holding people hostage for likes. I love yeah. it. We got a plan tonight. <laughs> yeah, we also had something else that we, we were gonna try to do, but then I guess we punted on it. So we'll just try it for next time. Yeah. Okay. We'll okay. see. Gerald, how was game one? Give us all the scoops on the atmosphere, the vibes, how you were feeling out there, what the crowd was like. Ooh, they put us through the whole gamut of emotions in this <laughs> one because this just felt like game eight. It felt like game seven all over again, uh, you know, trailing by as many as 22. And this crowd was just begging for any sort of sign of life in that third quarter so that they could get back into the game. And that's kind of exactly what happened. You know, the starters really turned it around, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton did what they do best, and they were really clicking in that pick and roll off the double teams. And suddenly the whole place turned around and, you know, Cam Johnson had those leg cramps, but Damian Lee came right in and kind of proved why everyone who was asking why is he getting these late minutes, he proved exactly why he was getting those minutes. So, I mean, there's no way to exercise playoff demons in the first game of an 82-game regular season. But that's about as close as you're going to get because they were down in the exact same scenario as where they left this court. They could have given up. They could have quit mentally, and they didn't. And I, and I think that speaks volumes about the resolve of this group. Gerald, earlier today, um, you put yourself in the same category as Devin Booker um, <laughs> as you are both on season eight now with the Suns. Um, how would you assess both of y'all's performance tonight? Are you serious me. right now? He's faking it. You've got to be kidding me, Gerald. Did we lose with Gerald? That question? <laughs> wow. Kick him out, Emma. I broke him. Kick him out. I broke him. Wow. You, you guys just end it and have him come back. God. To, what if a he comes back, do we have to rewind. Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, no, he ended it. Okay, real quick. <laughs> while he's coming back, let me read these super chats. We got a super chat from Psycho Blue. Basketball Cthulhu is wondering if it's too late to get Rubio back, if this is what we can expect from CP3 from now on. Yeah, you're next. Ricky Rubio ain't solving the problem. Ricky Rubio ain't walking <laughs> through that door without crutches, all right? Uh, one more super chat from Trevor. Trevor, thank you. Said, worried about Cam not returning to the game? 
Well, Gerald's back, so let's ask him what he thinks about that. Gerald's not back. Gerald's yeah. not back. <laughs> I heard the noise. Yeah, but you got to look at the screen, yeah, Lindsay. Gerald's, you got to see him in the here, screen. Buddy. We're still not back to Gerald. Oh, Gerald. <laughs> now we're begging for 150 likes to let him back in. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Um, I, I'm a little worried about it, to be honest with you, because... So Gerald did tweet out that Monty did confirm that it was like cramps that uh, Cam Johnson had there late in the game. Low key, kind of feel like we might not see Cam for a few weeks. Oh. What? I don't know why. Drink some damn water, some damn Gatorade. Enough. Like, come on. I don't. I. Do you honestly believe it's just leg cramps? Yes. I don't know. All man. right, Gerald's. Gerald is Gerald back. I mean, he's kind of trying. I don't know yeah. though. There you are, Gerald. Hi. Yay. Okay, ask your question. Hello, Gerald. Gerald. Can you hear us? Yes, now I can. God, the Wi-Fi here apparently is in preseason form still. Ah, got you. Okay, so let me ask my question once again. Oh, man. I said earlier uh, tonight you compared yourself or you put yourself in the same category as Devin Booker. You guys are Mm -hmm. both now in uh, year eight and playing or covering the Suns. Uh, How would you assess both of y'all's performance tonight? Uh, I think I'm still in like year five form. Devin Booker definitely looked like he was in year eight form. Uh, he was terrific. I mean, I really, you know, for all the, the flack that he's taken and understandably so as far as needing to be better in those double team situations, he was really good in that respect tonight. He talked about, you know, working on studying the film and scheming for these types of traps that the Mavs threw at him last year. Uh, and they were much better and not just him, but DA and his ability to, catch the ball in the short roll and either hit the shot or find an open cutter in that short roll. That's huge. That's going to open up so much if he's able to do that consistently. So you really love to see, you know, the two pillars of your franchise play like that and handle those traps as brilliantly as they did. It was key in turning things around in the second half on the offensive end. The defense was obviously what kind of pushed them over the top and and changed the momentum, but I mean, Booker was great tonight. He, he looked like an all-NBA player, and that's what you love to see against a guy like Luka, who is also in that same boat. I, I threw up that lob just so I can block it right now by asking mm-hmm. you, what is the status of Cam Johnson on game number one? Yeah, so Monty said it was cramps that was the problem, and it's not anything serious. He should be fine. Because uh, Lindsay so feels like cool. he's going to be gone for three weeks. A few weeks. <laughs> Do you believe that, Gerald? Do you honestly believe that? I mean, you think I think we're going to so. see Cam Johnson on Friday. I think so. I mean, okay. hopefully we'll have more of an update tomorrow, <laughs> but it, it, Monty did say it was just cramps. So we'll see okay. what happens from here. What, Jer- about, what about Book's ankle? Is that cool? Yeah. So Monty said he didn't have an official update. He said he's imagining it'll probably be a little achy tomorrow, a little sore, because once you're done playing and you take that shoe off, you know, if there's swelling or if it's sore or whatever, it's going to bother you in the morning. But Book said it's cool in his post game presser when asked cool. about it and left it at that. So I guess that's all we have to go off of for now. So let me say this my last season with the Suns was Book's first and Gerald's first. Uh, Gerald has added that muscle mass since, uh, since his rookie <laughs> year. So I'll give him credit uh, for that. But if we give you bananas and Gatorade, can you take those to Cam at shoot around tomorrow? I, I think I can. And actually, okay. I, I do. 
How you feeling, Cam? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. You said oh. hold, please. Was that really? Was that Cam bring Johnson? Him over. Oh, bring him on you right now. <laughs> call Cam over. Do he's, it. He's gone now, but he oh, said, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Leave me alone. I think Gerald's full of shit. I think Gerald's full of shit, too. Come on, man. Gerald's not the Canadian. Gerald's not the Canadian. Gerald was talking shit about him. <laughs> no, Gerald's got headphones. Oh, that's and we're amazing. Fine. Oh, that's right. Gerald does have headphones. Good, in. Good. Thank goodness. Sources say it's a good joke. <laughs> says he's fine. How was he walking? Did he look okay? <laughs> he looked pretty fine to me. I don't know. I I'm just worried. Oh um, my god! I'm glad you're wearing headphones for this, buddy. I'm aware that it's oh irrational, you guys, but I'm just worried that I get it. It uh, is what it is. Is what else? What else stood out to you out there uh, from that? first half to the second half what were what were kind of your keys that changed there yeah i i think the biggest thing for me was the defensive intensity the aggression that they showed the way that they were flying around and pressuring the mavs into turnovers because the mavs took good care of the ball they got a lot of what they wanted on the offensive end in the first half they were taking a ton of threes they were getting to the free throw line and in the second half there were a lot of free throws on both sides but the Suns were able to turn the ball over. They were able to turn turnovers into points. Yes, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of turn, why don't you turn around and say, turn around! Tell DA uh, we, we love him here on the program. Gerald's like, yo, act like you guys been here before. We have, no, have. No, we have never had DA on the show. Turn around, dude. Turn around. <laughs> DA, we love you, man. Poor Gerald. He's going to start sweating. <laughs> I know it's, all just, it's all just screaming in my ear and no one else. <laughs> oh, really, I'm just trying to make you as uncomfortable as possible. Well, right you now, are Jim. doing a great job. Killing it. <laughs> all right. Um, I did have a question for you, Gerald. What? But sure. I can't remember what it uh, was. What gives you the right? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I got. Were we? Was it? Was it that we were? What were you guys opposite on? You guys had two separate thoughts earlier in the show. Was it Chris Paul in the fourth quarter? Uh, you don't think it's an issue, yeah. and you do think it's an issue? Do, do we think – I thought this isn't an indication of future stuff. Saul thought it was an indication of potential. Okay. It's a, it's a change. It's a change that we haven't seen before with Chris Paul sitting out in the fourth quarter. In the last five minutes, crunch time basketball, crunch time Suns. Chris Paul's usually at the head of that. And he was not playing at a very high level today. Very reminiscent of what we saw at the end of last season against the same Mavs team. If, if you would have told me which game was this, game three, four, or six, or seven, or game one of this year, I would not have been able to tell you because of how poorly Chris Paul played. What were your thoughts on Chris Paul's play? Yeah, I mean, obviously not a great game and, and definitely not doing any favors for those of us who have been arguing he's definitely not washed. But it's game one. I, maybe this is just a bad matchup. He did have, uh, I think, nine or ten assists in this game. Um, so he was still moving the ball well. He didn't shoot the ball well, obviously. He didn't do too much on the stat sheet aside from the assists. Um, but Monty, we did ask him about you know him sitting the last six minutes of the game. He said that I normally pull him at the six-minute mark of the fourth quarter, bring him back in at the three-minute mark, which is true. He did that a lot last year. Uh, they just decided to stick with campaign in this case because he was rolling. You know, he had hit that three, and then on the next possession, I think he had gotten that uh, steal and deflection, that turnover for the Suns. So he was feeling it. The team was playing with pace. They were playing well. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into it at this point in, the, in time. It's something to keep an eye on. But 
you know, it could just be a, a bad performance from Chris Paul and they stuck with a guy who was doing well for them. I will say this, and you'll be proud of me, Gerald. For the first time ever, I was very happy with the way Point, Point Book played tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was he was great. Like, yeah, like it, it worked really well. He was season on the, two growth. Season two he growth just wants right his here. Credit. Yes, growth. <laughs> uh, Gerald, can you probably didn't hear this because obviously you were out of the building, but at halftime, uh, Stephen A. Smith said that uh, D.A. didn't look like he wanted to wanted to be there. Can you very loudly right now give us your thoughts? <laughs> yes. No, that's... You are uh... so ratty as though. Uh, not, let me just real quick. If you are listening to this audio and you're a that little confused, very well done, sir. DeAndre is sitting pretty much right behind Gerald uh, at the arena right now, which is why Espo is so messing with him. <laughs> yes, I, I will say that I did see that floating on Twitter. That narrative is crap. It was because he had 3,000. Monty was a little overzealous with keeping him on the bench. But mm-hmm. as soon as he came back in, in the third quarter, he, like everybody else that was on the floor, showed a lot of resolve. And they showed, like, Book was very adamant in the huddle based on what he was saying and what Monty was saying that, like, yo, we've been here before. We're not going to do this again. Uh, stick with it. Stay with it. And DA and everybody else was on the same page about that. I have one last question. Do you guys have sure, anything yeah, else? Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Gerald, I just want to know, like, I how... I think DA saw us in the camera, by the way. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> how comfortable is your seat over there at the Footprint Center? Like, on a it's, scale of 1 to 10, how comfy? It's like a 7 or an 8, I would say. Oh, it's, wow. Well, the that's where we guess where we're headed. We're going straight to a more furniture <laughs> ad. Our seats are a 10 out of 10 comfy. Gerald will be here tomorrow for the show and Friday... Uh, for all of the pregame and postgame shows for that game as well. And if you guys don't have comfy chairs to watch Suns games in, highly recommend you check out the More Furniture Fall Sale at morefurniture.com. Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. You tell DA that he can come test out these nice comfy seats in our studio <laughs> if he should so choose. Gerald, thank you for putting up with our... Uh, let, let me yes, just, thank I'm you, I'm not going to mince words. Thank you for Gerald, putting up with our bullshit. If you mm-hmm. close this laptop and DA's just off camera, you better say something to him about what we said about him tonight. Okay, he's gone now, so we're good. Damn. <laughs> Gerald's like, I'm not done talking until DA's gone, so we don't have to do all of that stuff for you guys. Who else? If we stay long enough, who else is going to walk through? <laughs> We've had about appearances it. by Cam and DA already. So. Thanks, Gerald. Thanks, Gerald. Bye, Thank Gerald. you, guys. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right. You actually thought I was asking a serious question. I did too, and then you I were did. like, "Can you very loudly say this?" And I was like, "Oh, that's so fucking good." I really did think you were. <laughs> Eli in the chat said, "Girth is like this is why I can't take y'all anywhere." Yeah, <laughs> that's very facts. True. That is major facts. All right, guys. Any th- any final thoughts on tonight's game? Anything else you want to get off your chest? Yeah, it's game one. Uh, even though we won, it didn't look pretty in the first half. There's a lot of growth still left with this team. I think players will start to find their role about game 10. So no matter what happens, take your thumbs and stop going to Twitter. Okay? Uh, Chill. Not what I thought he was going to say. Chill the fuck out, okay? <laughs> or point at the coolest guy in the room, which is this guy. Um, yeah, so, like, just I just saw so much vitriol 
on social uh, in the first quarter. I had somebody in the first quarter talk about <laughs> this is the most overpaid roster. This They should be thrown away, basically, is trash. And I'm like, dude, it's quarter one. It's the first quarter of the season. Game one. Dude, just chill the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's don't get too high. Don't get too low in these first 10 games. I mean, we're going to, but like, don't let it ruin your day kind of thing. Like, okay, we're going to do that too. All right, I got nothing else to say. Uh, I'm just just giving you grief for the cliche. The the, the truth is I'm going to, you know, Espo going to Espo, all right? It's just going to happen. And Suns fans will do it. But try to enjoy some of this too. And moments like, like tonight, I mean, that's fun. That's fun to come back. It's fun to get some of that, uh, you know, frustration and all that out from the offseason. Basketball is back. The Suns are 1-0. and Everything is right with the world, at least for the next 24 hours. So. All I'm going to say is if, because Dagoon said, come on, you got to admit, it was looking pretty grim there for a bit. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. Yep. But, but I'm just saying, if you're going to tweet when we're at the bottom of the roller coaster, you better tweet too when we're at the oh, top. Yeah. Like you better tweet about how fun that fourth quarter was and that you yeah. were getting up just like Saul and Espo screaming at the top of their lungs at that time. You TV. better tweet about tweet how that too. you better tweet about how you busted just your ass jumping off sides. this motherfucking bandwagon and how you just tried desperately sides. to get back on. Like that's what you should be tweeting about. Hey. And the reason why I say this is because we represent we are the fan base, right? Like we can be a little negative, that's <laughs> I don't fine. Know why I thought she was gonna say we represent the lollipop guild. The lollipop guild, the lollipop And we want you. And it affects it affects other fans too. I felt it earlier this week when it just felt like yeah. everything was so heavy. But then when I get on Twitter in the fourth quarter and everyone's freaking out, I feel way more like excited and it, yeah. it, you know what, like moods, whether it's in real life or on the internet. They still can rub off on people. Yeah. So when we're having fun, let's make sure everyone's having fun too. That's look, all. at least if you're going to be negative, have some fun with being negative. Like saying <laughs> the offense looked like Cliff Kingsbury was coaching it in the first half. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, or, that, it, or yeah. that one that I sent you in the Discord. Oh, that, that we're not going to repeat. Show. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yikes. That was hilarious. Okay, we have two super chats. Uh, two, su- two super chats. Dos. <laughs> From Vertigo. Uh, Espo, I think you're supposed to read both of these. I tell Espo that Kevin Durant is bish mode. Made. 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 <laughs> There's, it, I, Kevin Durant is bish that. made. Yeah. But they okay. specifically wanted you to know I, that. I'm glad. I don't know what it means. I'm not cool, but, you know. Um, Vertigo, you want to explain a little bit more for us? <laughs> well, we're not going to sit here and wait. <laughs> so please, I'm just gonna, we're just going to stare, and you can explain it in a multiple messages. Bees gets it. Uno reverse card the negativity. Exactly. There, there you go. go. There you okay. Go. Thank you guys for tuning in. We had a great time hanging out with you uh, for this post game show. We will be back tomorrow with a live show at 3 p.m. Same place right here on our YouTube channel. Come hang out with us at the at the ta- at the takeover, please. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be awesome. We're all gonna be there with you, drinking and eating and watching the Suns kick ass against the Portland Trailblazers. It's gonna be a blast, and it's the get, first of many. And get your Suns merch at the PHNX Locker. Twenty dollars, twenty three cents. You can get yourself one of these sweet shirts. And you know what else was nice tonight? It was really quiet in the chat from those damn Dallas Mavericks fans. <laughs> Except for at the very end. I kind of like The very it. last one. We got one, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, see you guys tomorrow. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. 
You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. He's gone silent. Oh, I was just doing the Gerald. I oh, thought I was, like, I was like, have a great, have a great time. Enjoy beating the Mavs. We're going to be back here Friday with another post game. Ahoy, ahoy. Go ho. Got to understand me. I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat. Get involved. Rhyme say it's got.